there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours, and you are listening to the award-winning, the best podcast in the entire world, the Neighbourhood Rewatch. Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. And we have a very special episode today. Uh, I have, of course, I'm JK, your host of sorts. Uh, and we have Adam with us. All right. And we have Tim. Whoa. No, we don't. Where the fuck no, is Tim? No, we don't. We've finally done it. No, <laughs> Tim. No, Tim. we fucking binned him. He's not here. You lucky people who are actually listening to this shit. Like, this is the one you want to listen to. There's no Tim, everyone. <laughs> that is a is a banner episode. The no Tim episode. Uh, no, well, there is no Tim. He is busy getting a haircut. Uh, is he just which... getting a haircut by himself? Or is, is his whole fucking family getting matching fucking haircuts? What's the deal with this? <laughs> I think it's the entire extended family. Uh... So weird. <laughs> uh, but instead, we've, we've roped in a third member instead. We've done more. Uh, we have got none other... Than Mr. Mark Rafferty, aka Dr. Darcy Tyler. Uh, this is the intro to this. Uh, we've just had a Zoom call with him, uh, and we kind of just went straight into the chat as we do. There was no kind of interest, no, no kind of intro there. We just went straight into it. So this is therefore the intro to the non-intro that we had. Uh, a little the bit ego, complicated. The ego has literally landed. Play the fucking jingle. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> there he is. Uh, you wouldn't recognize uh, me. Oh, uh, I could recognize those good looks anywhere. Oh, you're very kind. Look, I'm I'm sorry, I'm in the car at the moment. I, um, my little boy's like um, a bit raucous at the moment. So rather than us getting disturbed, I went and sat in the car. So it's um, the light <laughs> might, be, might be fading soon. Yeah, that was that was the uh, the hold up. So there we go. Don't worry. Do, do you often retreat to the car just to get away from your son? <laughs> uh, I'd be lying if I said no. <laughs> yeah, no. Look, it's sometimes you know, it's just um, yeah, it's a little, it's a little sanctuary, you know, a little <laughs> oasis sometimes. Yeah. Do you want me to go? Wrong aspect ratio. Do you want me to, maybe you want me to do that? Whatever's easy for you. And uh, we just do this as an audio podcast, so uh, video. Oh, okay. In that case, that's cool. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, so thank you very much for coming on. I totally, uh, to hold my hands up, I totally got times confused. I thought Victoria was 10 hours ahead. So uh, <laughs> that's no problem, man. It's no it is problem. for me, Mark. He's woke me up. He's woke me up an no hour early to, and I've been sat on this call for nearly an hour. Oh. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. It's not yeah. your fault oh. at all. This is what oh. we're dealing with. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Adam is very well, annoyed with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are you guys up to? I mean, you obviously neighbors enthusiasts and I mean, um, is that part of what you what what your thing is? Uh, I don't know. What's your what's your deal? Yeah, we uh we loved neighbors when we were younger. Uh, yeah. Uh very much when we were growing up in our kind of teens, neighbors was just okay. a staple of our day. Uh 
it's it was on twice during the day they uh what they did with the, the bbc did very smartly was put it on in the afternoon for uh for the mums you know i'm staying at home and then they put it they're gonna and, the dads, and the dads and the dads uh, as well. they look after their kiddies <laughs> Do you know what? We just had a conversation about saying, I, I've got two children and at some point I would like a third. But for the third, yeah. I, def I definitely want to be the main child carer and the one who stays at home. Yeah, really. It's um, You miss out on a lot if you don't prioritise that. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate in that what I do now is I'm, I'm pretty flexible in terms of, of um, getting time with my boys. So, yeah, it, look, I... Totally, no money can compensate for lost time with with your with your kids. I don't think so. Yeah, you do the right thing. Yeah, yeah stay at home for a bit. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, with that I love that you've just talked it up there, Mark. But you are currently hiding in a car away from them, so I think that's fine. <laughs> oh, look, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I walked into that, but it's it, look, it's very um, demanding. Um, in a good way. Uh, yeah. It's just that if you want to, if you want to hold a conversation of any of any depth, without you know, at this particular point anyway, without um, uh, I just thought it was. I mean, I wouldn't mind if he was calling live me while I was doing this, but um, I just thought there's a bit of respect, you know. Have the have, have the lad um, do his thing. I'll do my thing, and then we'll after this we'll we'll go and uh, have some fun. Nice. Uh, how, how old is he? Oh, he's a. Uh, is well, he's got special needs, so he's a he's a young soul in an older body, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So he's he's my angel. Yeah, he's, yeah, kids are my are my priority. That's the sort of where my where um uh I guess that's where where life has taken me. So I'm, I'm yeah I've had to sort of prioritize. Love conquers all, my friend. <laughs> and um, nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that statement. I I did miss a lot of my daughter growing up. Uh, from for you know thinking you know work is the main priority and providing for the family and you know trying to get myself up as as high as the ladder as I could and you know if I could take you know if I could take the time again I wouldn't do I've done any of that um, no I mean you've got to you've got to think what what actually is important mm. you know what is important what do you need to have a happy family what do you need to to have a happy kid uh, most of the times um, kids are just happy with you they don't need the bells and whistles yeah. And as long as you, you they're happy and healthy and and um they've got you they they they're happy as <clears throat> happy as little clams you know they yeah that's it <clears throat> yeah I, someone uh, someone said i can't remember who i heard someone say a long time ago it's they need two things love and attention that's exactly it and uh, look you, um part of what i do is i i teach and um I teach acting and filmmaking and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, you can always tell the kids who who come in and they've had like a, I had that sort of support from the ground up. They seemed a lot more, I don't know, balanced and happier with themselves. And they're a lot less, I don't want to say dif dysfunctional, but, you know, they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... um. I don't think you can underestimate what you can't underestimate it. Um, anyway, enough of that. It's, you know, this is a parenting line, is it? But um, yeah. So the boys and girls out there, if you're going to do it, do it properly. Yeah.
Very wise words indeed. Very wise words. So yeah, we get oh, that's <laughs> great. Can we yeah, let's get that that's a great quote, especially yeah. from from well we'll get to the character yeah. of Darcy yeah, Tyler in a minute. That I, I played on neighbours, yeah. Oh man, I had fun doing that boy. I mean look, playing Darcy is like um like I was really, really fortunate when I got on the show. Um I got on the show ostensibly as a good guy. And um Yeah, you were you were a bit of a love interest with D at first, weren't you? Yeah, with D, yeah, exactly. And look, I was on there, my, my first contract was a couple of years or so, and um I said to my girlfriend at the time, well it's like, oh my god, if I have to play a good guy for the duration, I think I'm gonna lose my mind. Because <laughs> you don't get you don't get you don't get good storylines and stuff, you know? Um check so Put my cup out as well. Uh, <laughs> well prepared. Yeah, um, it's like there's only there's only so much you can do with a with a with a with a nice person, <laughs> isn't that terrible? <laughs> but it's true. Um, so what I did was um, I devised a strategy which was I would put in these little bit of bits of behavioural quirks that would allude to something that was a little bit. Um, darker or a little bit off center a little bit off kilter and i was just hoping that the storyliners would watch it and the directors would watch it and kind of go oh there's a bit more to this darcy character than we thought so they give me the lines but with an actor it's you, you get the lines but if the lines are pretty much what what it is that you're doing it's not very interesting to watch so no matter what the lines i gave me i always try to put a little tiny spin on it to sort of think oh what what and um you know i'd um i'll do little things there's a thing called blocking when you're an actor you 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 move around the set you don't just sit in a chair right you've got to move around and do stuff so i would devise things with a director where i might you know scope out a, uh, an extra walking across you know my eye line and kind of like oh you know so you get that little kind of edge that darcy might be you know a bit wayward um a bit of a possibility that it could be a womanizer or a no. or something you know or um, <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah so what, what i was trying to do was to was to try and build layers i know it's a cliche but i wanted that bad boy i wanted to get i wanted i wanted to play someone more interesting um the thing about darcy i think that he was um he wasn't your stereotypical psycho he was um <laughs> he was confused uh, I like to say misunderstood, but um, look, you could go anywhere with that dude because uh, you know there were comedic moments, there were some darker moments, there were some. He was an absolute idiot, and um, man, I dug playing him. I had a ball. I had an absolute ball. I think I think that really comes across as well is that you're just every time you're on the screen, you're just having fun. Whatever, oh, like, so, whether it's one of the sillier moments, where it's more like you're saying you more. Can always oh, yeah, man. Mario and a bit of a womanizer. It just, yeah. It just really well, wannabe fun. womanizer, man. Wannabe womanizer. He never quite got there, right? No, never quite got there. He did some damage in his time, and it, like, it, it, yeah. it was every other yeah, week. But not, yeah, but not <laughs> a, you couldn't call him a winner. He wasn't a winner. No, no and, that, and that's one of the more kind of uh, deep that's endearing, isn't it? Is that. Yeah. He, we're, we're like watching that. it now. Sorry, we're watching it 
from 2002 now. So we're about halfway through, I think, your your initial run sort of thing on there, I think, possibly. All right. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah, it would be, because I got on in 2000, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. Currently... Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Currently, you're... Uh, in with a penny, uh, you're having a bit of a dilemma. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, look, guys, I mean, to be fair, I don't, I mean, this is going to be a bit of a confession, but I've never seen a full episode of Neighbours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, look, like, I mean, I'm into other things, really. And, um, I mean, I watch my stuff because it'd be like, uh, I wanted, wanted to, um, you know, uh, improve my craft and you know, always wanted to get better and um so i'd watch my stuff and then keep up with what other people are doing but they'll tell me what they were doing and stuff like that and i'd so i'd concentrate pretty much on you know doing the gig and and um so my i don't have a encyclopedic knowledge knowledge of you know the ins and outs of neighbors, you know, i just really don't man i just don't so um well, yeah. yeah you can you can i can remember penny though um, short hair. She had short hair, right? She did. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Penny. Yeah. At the minute, lovely. I forget the name of the actress. She was lovely. We'll get her on. Mm. We'll find out. We'll get her on. Uh, yeah, the yeah, minute. Like... Could be, mate. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what she's doing. Like I said, I don't. I haven't really kept kept in touch with a lot of the guys. Um, just wasn't my bag hanging with actors. To be fair, um, it's like a lot of me, 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 me. What do you think about me? Um, you know. <laughs> And so I made I made friends basically with um more you know the crew and stuff like that. I still kept in touch with Al, with Alan, with Fletch. Um, we did a few things together, and um, but um, mainly, yeah, the crew guys they're a bit more solid. I'm sort of not more interested in the way things are put together. You know, I mean, I used to work quite closely with directors, and oftentimes, I mean, I've written a few, rewrote a few scenes which actually made it to air, which no one knew about, just me and the director. And I've directed a couple of little bits and pieces on me that no one knew about. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, like I said, I had a ball, man, playing the character and also, God, we're getting dark. Oh, mind you, this isn't, this is just audio. Anyway, um, yeah, that's that's my story. (laughs) That must have been really, you know, really satisfying as well to have a little bit of influence as well, not just be... You know, someone who had to come on and just read what the lines written for you, that you could have a bit well, of look, I was thought. Pretty, that must well, have been look, really satisfying. Yeah, well, look, it was because I like to I like making you know, I like making stuff. I like directing stuff. I mean I um my background is as an artist and um uh, I made films before I started really acting, maybe, maybe concurrently. Um no, that's a lie. I, I, I started I, I, when I got bigger gigs I started as you know I didn't really get really big gigs but I got you know stuff that paid a bit better I was um immersing myself in filmmaking at that point as well so um in terms of it being satisfying it was like a stolen satisfaction because I never had permission it was just that I had a, a couple of directors who I really I really got on well with and they dug what I was trying to do and I dug what they did and we just had a little bit of fun and games and then it, what are they going to do? It's already it's already shot. What are they going to do? Cut it out? No. So the, so a lot of the stuff went to air and I, yeah, I was quite proud of some lines that 
you know, I would say to one of the guys, oh, I can't say this. We can do better than this. And, um, you know, uh, like the line, I think one of, one of my little tiny victories was um, when I went, when my character went into prison and uh, the line uh, when Darcy turns around and, and Lou's in there, they, the line they gave me was, um, look what the cat dragged in. And I was like, I can't say that. And my line was, howdy, neighbor. <laughs> and I thought that was like. Nice. So much better. You know? So much better. So, so much, much better. better. And they used, they, they used it in the promo. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> come on. Look what the cat dra- dragged in. What the hell? You would say that. So um, oftentimes you'd have to sort of translate because there's a lot of different writers. Um, you know, they write the show. Um, they're far. They're not just. It's sort of farmed out to, to to various writers, and they all have like a a different inflection on what they think the character's about. And if you're playing a character for quite a long time, and everybody on the show does it, or anybody who plays a character, and, and it, it doesn't matter what the show is, they're gonna take that line and make it their own because that's your that's your job. Mm. Um, and yeah, so it did. It was satisfying when. You know, you could slip under the radar and do some stuff. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> what What were you, what was kind of the Darcy role when, when you came in? Were, were you told that it was kind of like just a love interest and it was co- quite a short-term thing then, Mark? Because oh. what, what you're saying there, it sounds like if you hadn't, like, I suppose, been brave and put yourself out there, then you might not have been in the show as long because you added all these extra little nuances to Darcy's character. Do yeah, you think you would have lasted as long if you hadn't done that. Um, God, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, it's I would have hoped that I would have had the the chops to stay in there, regardless of the character. Um, and it wasn't a question really of being brave or anything like that. It's probably being more self interested. You know, I just wanted to have some fun. And I thought, look, I saw potential in the character, and I was always pushing the show. Like I used to, I spoke to the producers. You know, I wanted Darcy to have a gay kiss. I really wanted him to. You know, I wanted him to because I wanted. I had this storyline where, where it was like he he wanted to get his hands on somebody's money, and he wanted to. He had to uh, have an affair with somebody, like a sorry, with this um, older woman. And anyways, there was a love triangle thing going on there, but there was this this there was a. Um, I wanted a male character to put pressure on Darcy and have him kind of being put in the in a in a role where he's sort of being taken advantage of. Anyway, they didn't go for it. But then about what, three or four months after they, they just sort of went down the usual titillating, you know, girl on girl kiss, which was like, Yeah, it's not not so you know. I just wanted to, you know, I wanted the character I saw the character as being able to move was fluid enough to um and stupid enough and kind of uh, goofy enough that we could sort of do whatever you wanted with him. And um, I think, yeah, unfortunately, it. yeah, they left it. They, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't buy it. Anyway, whatever. I think you maybe were a little bit before, ahead of your time there. I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, without being, well, yeah, look, ahead of your time. I mean, I think most actors will tell you that they, sorry, I'm just disappearing on you. Um, most actors will, will will try and complexify their character 
uh, if they they want challenges and they want to sort of, you know, they always want to, I guess, stretch a little bit. Um, but yeah, I do think that that from a pragmatic perspective, yes, I think I was a little bit ahead of the time, and I could feel it. It was like, you know, we're ready for this, um, and it and it it wasn't like um, uh, I wanted Darcy to be confused, you know, like. He was being pushed into it and then, oh, hang on. <laughs> oh, goodness. You know, you know, what, what am I? Oh, no. You know, I just wanted just some sort of uh, another, just another problem for Darcy. Uh, you, your characters. Sorry, this is sounding like a bit of a lecture. I'll give my, my film students. <laughs> oh, um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Well, look, conflict equals drama, essentially. That's what mm-hmm. it is, right? And any successful story or film you if you take note the more problems you can give your main character within reason the better is the film's going to be because um watching or empathizing with a character um slugging it out with problems or trying to get over you know the insurmountable odds or whatever um is what draws people's eyeballs you know they want to see that they want to feel that um and in a smaller way, because Neighbours is a, like a smaller canvas, uh, I just wanted to, you know, I could sense. I mean, every time I've come up with a, with a storyline idea or whatever or this, this and that, it was it's, it's always based around there's a problem and Darcy has to cope and Darcy has to find a, a strategy to cope with it. And for every character on the show, that's pretty much what you get. You get a whole bunch of problems and a whole bunch of people trying to solve those problems. In fact, drama, drama with a, with a big D. That's what is that's what is about essentially. Characters under pressure trying to solve problems. I know it sounds kind of trite, but um, you analyze any show and you break it down, and you'll find that, or any film or whatever, you'll find that pretty much. Even docos. I mean, the, the best docos are like people who are struggling and trying to achieve something or. You know, there's got a, the world's against them. They're trying to, you know, reach the Olympics or, you know, or, um, find their lost child or whatever. It's, um, yeah, unfortunately, on planet Earth, we problems are, are our entertainment as well as our sort of, they can crush us, but they also entertain us. It's unfortunate, isn't it? What a species. <laughs> we, it, you know, we love, we love that drama, man. Anyway, yeah, there you go. And I think I think what what you did and what that well what Darcy did really well was that you you did the bits which were high drama and it was like oh my goodness what's going to happen but then you mixed in a load of absolute ridiculousness to go with it. Um, that's right. And it's it yeah, like you're right. saying it, it was you were still going through problems, but the problems just just went one one week it was it was all like oh oh no he might go to prison for this or he's lost all his money and then in another yeah. in another breath he was dressed as tarzan doing like yeah, exactly and yeah, that was exactly. so good honestly like yeah yeah we mate we, listen i had to fight for that you know they wanted me to not have a long haired wig what what i'm telling you they wanted me to just use my hair and i was like i actually had somebody come on to set and say you know and they weren't even part of the, the production crew they, they thought they had pull and they were like oh he can't do that i'm like listen i'm tarzan look i look like <laughs> look and um 
thankfully the director stood up for that. Yeah. And, um, we got, we got the shots that we wanted and, um, cheers, man. Yeah. You can imagine that you wouldn't, you wouldn't sell. It wouldn't sell, would it? You wanted to, it's like, come on. Anyway. It was, it yeah, was such a you. good, it was so well done. It was such a good reveal. And then, like you say, the wig made it for me. Like if you hadn't <laughs> had that wig, we would have just been like, yeah. Oh, what's, I, I, you had me believing that you were actually Tarzan with the wig, so yeah, yeah. that's the whole point, isn't it? That was the whole point. So, because then, the, then the wig comes off, and then there's another, you know, layer, so to speak. I mean, listen, on um, um thank you for the compliments. Um, on mind you, it wasn't just me devising this. It was, it was. I mean, I see it when you're on a long-running show. It's a collaborate. It's a collaboration, definitely, because you're doing stuff, and sometimes the storyline is, well, they obviously responded, and then they create stuff in response to you, and then you respond to their work, and then they respond to you doing their work, and so on. It kind of grows. So, you know, all this stuff is a absolutely a team effort. It's not just um, somebody rocks out and thinks, you know, they go out on there and, and and does their thing. It's it's not that at all. It's a, you know. It's film is a collaborative medium. Um, our class, I mean, more neighbors film, but it's sort of it is film in a sense. Uh, excuse me. Um, but getting back to um, you know how the how the whole thing. Sorry, I've, I've, I've hijacked, hijacked your question. Uh, Go for it. Talking about that's what Darcy yeah, would do. Right, take, well, what Darcy would take this, over and make it all about himself. So you, yeah, got... <laughs> oh yeah, right, let's do it. Um, uh, you get 20 minutes to shoot a scene, guys. That's how long you get to shoot a scene. Okay? Wow. We're pumping out, well, when, when the show was going, you're pretty, pretty much pumping out an episode's worth of stuff in one day. Um, apart from the stuff on location, um, so you got roughly 20, so say the show runs for about 24 minutes, I think, or 25 minutes, tele, a television half hour, I can't even remember how long it was. But the bulk of that is shot in one day. So when you look at what the work that was done and the work that was done all the way through, um, I think um, you've got to take your hat off to, to the people who actually, you know, pulled that logistical thing together. Yeah. It's, and uh, it's, it's a, a, a unstoppable train, isn't it? At that point? Yeah, it really is. It, it is unstoppable. You get onto set, and um you just got to go for it and if you you know if you um go to beyond two or three takes you know everyone's like looking at their watches you know it's like we can't we've got to, we've got to keep going you know so it's um it's a high pressure situation but it it it, it really does hone your your craft sorry i'm i feel like you're talking to a black hole at the moment <laughs> this light i'll put it on um so yeah, it's um, yeah, it, yeah. That's that's what I was going to say. It's it's not it's not. A lot of people will kind of who don't know how things are made. They will kind of identify you as being the, you know. I mean, I I always used to love people if they come up to you and go, "Oh, you're on telly." And it's like that's different to somebody come up and going, "Oh, you know, I really like your acting." Those those are like like I used to say to the young guys who come on the show or whatever, I'd say, look, um, if you put a cabbage on on screen, right, everyone would go, oh look, there's a the cabbage, you know, 
That's because that's the that's the machine. Um, so you're going to get people going. You know, when you go into the supermarket, oh, there's that guy on telly, and that's the stuff I didn't really like. But if somebody comes, well, I say didn't really like. I mean, it, it's pros and cons. I'm quite shy, believe it or not, and I like to, as a as a as an actor, being a good observer is really important. And if you're walking into a room and everyone's watching you, you can't really watch them because <laughs> they're watching you. So it's like, um, yeah, it's, it, it's uh, I used to say, like I said, a, a cabbage will be recognised and a cabbage says it's cabbage and it'll still be recognised. But if someone actually comes up and actually says, oh, you know, I really dig your acting or, or, you know, that scene where you did this and that, that's a different thing, man. That's what, that's what really, I'll be like, I can remember when this little eight-year-old came up to me and said, oh, I really like your acting. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, mate, that's so cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Rather than someone going, oh, Darcy, oh, yeah, hey, how's these tips? Hey, no. <laughs> no, I was like, no. Nah. Well, that was my next question. For you. <laughs> <laughs> is that leading, is it? <laughs> it, it Go on. Go on, I'm just saying it's, uh, it's interesting that you, you say you're quite shy because did, did you see then Darcy as a, as a vessel to just be outrageous? Uh, or oh, was... yeah, it's a good... Sorry, I interrupted you. As, as a vessel to be outrageous? Um, yeah. I, I mean, look, to be fair, there, there were lots of as many as actors as there are roles and you can't really generalise. But in my experience, a lot of actors whose work I admire and um, they're quite they're quite shy people. They're not the extroverted, let me just tell you all about the drugs and the you know and, and my life and let's just spew everything out. They know inherently, you know, there's, there's a bit more to it. I think the idea of having refuge or having having your each character that you do if you if you really dig it. Yeah, I would say that is a bit of a vessel, a bit of a, a license to do things that you wouldn't ordinarily do, which is I mean, I love playing bad people. I just I really enjoy it. Mainly because fun, I don't think that's more fun and and I you know, I don't think I'm a bad person in real life. I mean some people might, you know, you always got people who aren't gonna dig you, but um there has to be an expressive element in there. You have to be, have something in there that you were expressing that, that, um, yeah, look, there's a performing side. I mean, I like going on stage as well. I mean, I, do, I did a whole bunch of pantos over in the UK over with you guys. And, um, what pantos did you do? Who did you play? That sounds brilliant. Oh, oh mate. I, oh, I played, um, what was my first one? I played, um, I did about five, um, I played King Rat in Dick Whittington. I did that twice. Good one. And then I did um, The Prince in Snow White probably three times. And the first time I did it, because I was born in in Portsmouth in the UK, actually. And um, my first panto was in Portsmouth. It was like, what? It's like I left when I was like a, like a wee, a wee thing, probably about, uh, 18 months, two years old. And then I come back via an Australian soap playing a giant rat <laughs> in my hometown. I'm like, what? <laughs> now, life is strange. Life is strange. 
So I started off in Portsmouth and then went to, I think, Ashton under Lyme, which is up by Manchester, which was interesting. That's yeah, it's not too, then, yeah, it's not too far. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, the people, beautiful people. I just, I look. Um, and then I, what did I do with Torquay, I think, and then York or York, then Torquay, and then back to Portsmouth for my last one. So it was full circle. It was really kind of interesting. But, um, you know, you would think that you'd have to have some measure of, you know, audaciousness when you go out and do that stuff, you know, in Panto. Panto, you've got to be out there doing your thing, and you know, it's quite high energy. But I worked, I worked with a guy called Aiden, who was a comic. I worked with him quite a lot. and I think I, I, think I worked with him on every show I did. I did. Aiden J. Harvey was his name. A really cool guy. We, we shared a dressing, dressing room all the time and sort of drink Guinness at halftime, mm-hmm. you know, at mm-hmm. intermission and stuff. And um, well, well, it's a drink and a meal. Yeah, it's a, it, all in one. Well, I like the Cooper Stout, actually, which is a, 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 a bit, an Australian brew, which is, um, yeah, it's a, a, I forget what it's called, because um, I don't drink very much at the moment. Um, anyway, so it's a Cooper Stout. I think it's just called Cooper Stout. But anyway, that guy, you get him on, get him in front of an audience, he was fire. But we would be, just be so chill, and he's so in, not introverted, but so in his own thing. And was like, yeah, you know, that's the thing where you kind of ignite and then you kind of draw back and just, you know, just kind of chill and and watch and look and listen. Um, I think it would be exhausting to be performing all the time, you know, just be exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, nah. Anyway, yeah. But you're all right. What you said about being a vessel, yeah. Darcy is my vessel. Well, what, one of the other things that <laughs> one of the other things that Darcy was doing, I'm not sure if this fits into the vessel thing. At one point, yeah. he was going to finance his own film. Do you remember yeah, this storyline? Uh, yeah, look, I can't even remember half the shit he did. Um, well, it was it yeah. was a film that he was going to do because he needed some money or something, and it was that's right. It's all look. It all turns to custard. That's the whole point of this dude. Like. Um, he had a jacket. Like I can remember when he, when Fight Club came out, I really liked Brad Pitt's character. Um, um, and thankfully, they called Darcy Tyler, you know, like like Tyler Durden. Yeah. yeah. And when we were when we were devising the uh, some of the clothes that, that Darcy would wear, it was this green leather jacket. It was just looked, just looked just terrible, and with red pants and stuff. I was like, I gotta wear that. That has to be the thing. So we kind of like, um, you know, this. Yeah, look. Did you just, also like a, did you also yeah. ask for clothes that were slightly too small for you just to make absolutely <laughs> yes oh yeah hundred percent some of his shirts look like they've been painted on exactly <laughs> yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah that was um that was the whole thing I mean I wanted him to look um yeah just uh, completely self unaware you know, unaware of what he was actually projecting because what he thought he was projecting wasn't what he was projecting. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, mate, it was great. Um, the other thing, too, like, you see I've got grey hair. Like, I had grey hair on the show, but I used to dye it for Darcy. So, yeah, which was interesting. So, no, that's another little little factoid. Um, like, my um, my family, like my mom and, and um, my bro and my sis, 
yeah, we all go all the same. Like in our twenties, we started going grey. So it was, you know, that's just what happens. <laughs> so I got, I had the dark, you know, Darcy was also. So I think that also helped this level of of uh, artificiality to the character as well. Like it was always, you, know, you just think, is that for real? You know, I just, you know, um, he has been. I haven't spoken about this 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 guy for. I haven't really, you know, since I was on the show and maybe had a few interviews with people, but um, this is the first time, guys. I'm sorry if I'm raving on a bit, but this is the first time I've had a chance to sort of, you know, no, we dig in a bit about this, about this experience. If you go down memory lane, more than happy. <laughs> well, part of the reason, like, we were we were desperate to get you on anyway. As I say, we're watching it. It's about 2002 on the show at the moment. Um, yeah. Is because, and we're not, I'm not just saying this, this is both of our opinions and everything. Like, I'm not just saying it because you're on now. You are the best thing on the show at the moment. And that's why we were desperate to get you on. You are like, whenever you come on screen, you are like the highlight, whether it's because of being absolutely ridiculous or just being like that, oh, it's, what's going on with him? Is he going to be a bad guy this week? Or exactly. what, what's going on? Like, yeah. you're like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good-looking guys on the show. Like you've got, yeah. you've got Drew. You had Joel. You had like it's. it's there yeah. seems to be like that was the conveyor belt, and it was like they came in for a, a certain period right. of time and did that. But you, you came in, obviously good-looking guy, and actually <laughs> became you. a character, not just like the eye candy. Well, I mean, we all That's love the right. tight shirts, of course we do. But yeah. but like, this, we want to know what's what's going to happen next. Like I, I watch it usually behind Jay. He's usually watched it before me, and he'll text yeah. me and say, "Darcy's done something brilliant this week." <laughs> and then I'm like, "Oh, God, I'll watch it." Like that, you're oh, the reason mate. we're tuning in. <laughs> Mate, that is just such a nice thing to say. Um, fuck, I really like. Oh, it's true. So right? I'm not just saying it. it really like, no, 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 mate. Look, um, don't worry. My bullshit detector is pretty strong. I mean, if you were, <laughs> you know, I'll just go like, see you, boys. But um, um, no, I really, really appreciate that because that's that's um, that's what I wanted. I wanted that idea that you didn't know what this guy was going to do. Didn't matter what lines they gave me. I wanted that kind of that feeling that you. Even when he's saying something, you just what what what's gonna you know? So I'm so pleased that you pick up on that, and uh, I'm 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 really pleased that it landed. You know, um, he's just a great character. Like he's he, yeah. and and I'm, I'm going to say this because I know I know Jay won't say it. Like we've we've he Darcy has become his hero. Like <laughs> see, <laughs> it, it, yeah, this this might get a bit wrong. His his wife might hear this and not be too pleased, but like he. He has made some questionable decisions in the past in regards yeah. to the ladies and things like that. And he sees a lot yeah. of himself in Darcy in for yeah. good or for worse. Um and it's, well, that's it's a... really good when you can kind of like you're a character and like you can empathize with a character and get in, into into the character and everything like that. And I don't think no disrespect to you know the show in general, but I think yeah. It ran for a long time, and I bet you there's only a handful of characters that actually did that, like the that were actual characters and weren't just kind of relatable, a mate, kind of thing. Mate, thank you for that. Um, that was precisely what uh, what the point was. Um, uh, from for my for me anyway, like I said right at the beginning of this, um, wanting to create a, a character that had more dimensionality that that was what wasn't the stereotypical run of the mill neighbor's character. Um, that was actually uh, 
that was the aim. I'm, I'm so pleased that that's, that's what you guys got out of it. Um, you know, the Drew, Drew and like, um, what's his name? Dan and, um, Joel were like, you know, come up to me and say, how the hell did you get, how'd you get these storylines? Like Dan, who used to, who, who played, um, God, what was his character's name? I can't remember. Uh, Drew. Um, was his Drew? Okay. Yeah. Dan. Yeah. Dan, who played Drew. Okay. Right. Yeah. You said it. <laughs> God, see, I don't even watch the fucking show. I don't even know. <laughs> but it was like, um, like he'd come out to me, Dan would come at me and just roll his, he's just, he was, he was in hell. He was like, I, I, I can't, let's just look at my shit. And I'd be like, yeah, well, man, you know, you should have been a baddie, you know? Yes. And he was just like, you know, he just like shake his head. So, um, yeah, look, I'm so pleased that if, if, if I'm one of a, a select few that, 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 um, have somehow, you know, not, ended up the stereotypical cardboardy not i don't mean that no maybe no, i should no, say cardboard you, you know no two less dimensional characters yeah. um i mean you need that you memorable need, look yeah yeah thank you um you've really made my night you really have thank you <laughs> you, you've made our morning really, really well. and you've, you've made these last couple of months like we so so basically our podcast is just catching up on the neighbors we missed out because right. we we got you know we became adults and got jobs and kind of missed out so we've we've gone yeah. 20 years back to catch up on what we missed and decided yeah, to nice. podcast about it and uh uh That's lovely it's oh, good on you boy there's a section in like we we put in like extra little jink like extra little features every so often just to keep the podcast fresh and that and at the moment yeah. there is one that is just based on you and what Darcy does um it's got its own jingle um, and everything like that. Um, so it's it's called. I should watch it. Pardon? I said I should watch it. What are you on YouTube or something? Is that right? You'd be on it's, YouTube. No, it's no. Just an Spotify. audio one. Um, but we're on yeah, like yeah. I, iTunes and what? Well, yeah, what we're on iTunes. iTunes. Right. Podcast there. Uh, podcast provider. Oh yeah. So that yeah, yeah, the little feature okay. is called the ego has landed because it's just all about <laughs> Darcy and his his ego. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a line that D says about you. You walk into the coffee shop one day. And D goes, oh, the ego's here. Uh, yeah, I remember it. that. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember that because uh, I love that. I thought it was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Madeline enjoyed saying that line, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, brilliant. Yeah, well, I'd like to have, 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 a, have a listen. Um, thanks so much for reaching out. I really appreciate it. No, thank you really for reaching, reaching back out. It's been, uh, it's been very, it's very been great. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Thank you. Well, I go... Oh, my absolute pleasure. And sorry about before. I just, um, yeah, just running a bit late. So oh, I'm no, going to go in. 100%. So I'm going to go in now. And sorry, what was that? No, it was 100% my fault. My fault. We were, t- we were early. You were bang on time. Do not worry. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, no worries. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, and um, maybe catch you, some, catch you some other time, all right? Yeah, well, we've got about a year and a half, I think, of Darcy storylines to go. So uh, <laughs> we'll get you well, back. Anytime. We'll, we'll have right. a recap then. All right, you enjoy. All right, your Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye. 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 If you'd like early access to the extended versions of this podcast, don't forget you subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com/neighborhoodrewatch for just one pound a month. 
You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WatchNeighbor. And you can also leave us a like and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts.